for me was the most important to check my beliefs mm. to see what am i currently believing about relationships about men like what are my beliefs and how are those beliefs actually limiting me from um, having that in my life welcome to the seeing in the dark podcast the podcast for new ways of leading and doing business no more separation between money, power, and leadership, and being a deeply spiritual human being. Seeing in the dark is about walking paths that have not been walked before and truly making a change in a world in which old ways are crumbling. My name is Nicole Nima Costeres, CEO of a multiple six-figure soul-based business, and here to take you into the mysteries of purpose, power, intuition, and soul-based leadership. May you embody your own unique essence so deeply that your vibration naturally teaches, inspires, and assists others. Let's dive in. All right, welcome everyone to this first episode with a guest in this new season of the Seeing in the Dark podcast. And today's guest is a really special guest because it's my beloved, Nemanja Sonero. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to create an episode. I invited him onto the podcast because we wanted to create an episode about how we met. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we felt it was would be nice to share is because this podcast is all about living from the mystery, living from your inner voice, from your intuition, from your resonance. And Nemanja doesn't like the word resonance. Hello? I have some resistance <laughs> this word. because we've had like we've had quite some challenges coming up in our relationship around having resonance and the mystery at the core of our relationship but we will share more about that yeah in the next episode, the next episode. <laughs> we'll keep it there we start first with the calm stuff today yeah, yeah? Mm. <laughs> all right so the intention of the episode today is first of all to share our story but also very much to share with you a few things that we felt were really helpful in attracting a deeply aligned and nourishing relationship, but also a few tips um, that we found very helpful in taking care of the relationship once you are in one. Yeah. So where should we start? There's so much to share. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. So let's start with before we met, like who we were, because there is definitely a Nicole before, let's say, 2016 and a Nicole after 2016. And that was still a few years before we met. But one of the main things that I was believing about men and relationships before 2016 was that there were no were very very little conscious men on this planet and if there were any then I didn't like them much <laughs> so I was having this belief about men that would make it very very hard for me to meet deeply aligned partners mm. and so um yeah actually we'll go already into the tips but like who are you who are you before before mm. we met well before we met I had a transition in my life because I was actually married yeah. and 2016-17 was already coming to a closure that's whole story and it was a beautiful relationship we we're still in touch and she's a dear friend of mine and the family included 
but I felt there was a closure in not just of the marriage, but also of who I was or who I thought I was. And I just felt there's parts of me which are not fully expressed and parts of me which are needed to be let go with God. And that was kind of my journey after I split up with my ex-partner to step more into that, but for, but first to give space to myself. So I spent a lot of time alone yeah and traveling and uh, yeah just moving to different places just so i can feel myself who i'm actually uh, me when i'm alone this is yeah. very important for me because those that was the first thing you named right like when we were tuning in like what were the first the four things that really helped us to make space for a deeply aligned partnership and relationship, because we both felt that manifesting like a deeply aligned relationship was not so much about trying to chase that, but more so about making space for that Mm. inside. And the first thing that Nemanja named was spend time alone, spend time being single. Mm. And I actually really resonate with that because I was traveling for A few years before we met, I was Mm. traveling the world by myself, like having all the space to get to know myself beyond my normal environment, get to know myself like, yeah, outside of my familiar space that I was living in for 30 years in the same village. Mm. So I totally agree that it has been really powerful to spend time alone and spend time single to really get to know yourself beyond uh, who you think you are, who you think you should be, or yeah, to really explore yourself in all all the freedom. Hmm. Because for me, in that sense, in that story, it's a lot about um, when I'm with someone, it is also natural to in some way merge or meet the other other person's energies and in those moments especially when I was younger I was not always sure who am I when I'm with someone and this is kind of my exploration how I can be more myself with a partner in a room full of people on an event I, I teach so who am I in that how can I go more and more to meet that and one of the ways I did that was to spend time alone yeah and sure i meet people but like just deeply diving within and going to the dark so to speak to to get to know myself so i can emerge with another one one day as me yeah Yeah. that was the first one that you named and and the first one that i named was to for me was the most important to check my beliefs Mm. to see what am i currently believing about relationships about men like what are my beliefs and how are those beliefs actually limiting me from um, having that in my life? And like like I said, the biggest belief was that there are no conscious men on this planet, or if there are, there are very, very few. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I could see how that belief was creating my reality. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a few years actually to start to meet more conscious men. And then that belief shifted to like, oh, actually there is lots of conscious men. There's just mm-hmm. not one that I feel attracted to. <laughs> and then that changed into making even more space mm-hmm. and also starting to meet men that I was feeling attracted towards. Right. So it's really beautiful to see what beliefs or what assumptions do you have about a deeply fulfilling relationship and partner and see how you can shift those beliefs into beliefs that are making more space for that partner actually uh, um, making it into your life. Mm. 
Hmm. Yeah, me included. I had quite some beliefs and also doubts that I can actually meet someone who is interested in the things I'm interested in, the deeper work, hobbies maybe, or just direction. I really had to, in those times alone, to to look, to look within, okay, hey, where am I actually like trying to, trying to also sabotage myself basically. Mm. And also to check in my own worthiness because sometimes I would not feel worthy to meet a woman like that. Mm. So that was a, quite a revelation for me once I let go of that and come back to my own clarity and, and yeah, just love for myself. Things start to happen on their own, so to speak. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. So that was one and two. The third one was creating a vision. And we did this in a different way, right? Like I joined the program, actually. Uh, it's called Manifesting Epic Love with Leonie Gabriella and Clement Thomas, two dear friends of ours. And uh, it was 2018 when I was in Brazil, when I joined that program where we'd create a really super detailed vision. Like I actually have it here and I... I would love to read out loud some things that I wrote down because it was a very specific vision mm. that actually when we met, I checked it and you were like, literally everything was in there. <laughs> it's cool, right? It is. So one thing that it says, for example, we travel the world while making our money and we are fully committed to expanding in ourselves, in love and in life. I open and grow fully into my blossomed self and, and and I am myself without masks or holding back. We have a nowhere to hide energy between us. And he can guide me through self-exploration and introspection. We can talk and share silence. We explore and see each other with fresh eyes in each moment. I'm supporting him and holding space for him and he can do the same for me. We are staying strongly connected to our resonance. <laughs> oh my God, the word again. <laughs> He's handsome, sexy, sportive, and has a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> Check. <laughs> so I see that a lot of the things in, in my vision had to do with inner qualities. I didn't have like, oh, he looks like this or he, but that can also be included in the vision. I think like one of the, the things that really were powerful for me in creating this written vision were the non-negotiables so those were things that if if my partner would not have those I would not be in for the relationship mm -hmm. there are things that are so important that they are like non-negotiables mm -hmm. so one non-negotiable for me was he is deeply committed to his own growth and expansion committed to being the most alive version of himself mm -hmm. um, I had one that He's deeply committed to the growth and expansion of our relationship. I feel you are very much like very actually much. often more, even more so than me. <laughs> <laughs> He's deeply committed to supporting me and my growth and expansion and to me being the best version of myself. Mm. He's committed to his health and loves high vibe food. Mm. He's able to travel the world with me and open to share a location independent lifestyle. And he is warm and loving. Those were my non-negotiables. Did I pass all of them? You passed all of them. Mm. And then one other tip, because I'm not going to read the whole vision because it's a lot. Yeah. 
But one other tip was um, a section where I was sharing about being with my partner, I feel. Mm. So it was very much about tapping into how am I feeling? Like it was almost imagining you mm. and feeling like how I'm feeling in the relationship. How am I feeling about you? How am I feeling about the life that we have together? And I wrote things down about that. And a lot of them actually are very present um, in our relationship. You want me to read a few? Quickly. I'm also curious because I haven't seen it in a long time. You haven't seen it in a long like, time? Uh, a few years. It says, being with my partner, I feel my whole body deeply relaxing. And I remember actually that when we met, that's the mm. first thing my body did. I feel what my body learned with you the most was how to surrender. Because mm -hmm. I was really bad at that. <laughs> and my mm -hmm. body naturally did that because like when we met, we met actually in Nemanja's dance workshop. And we had like, yeah, basically our first meeting through dancing together. Mm -hmm. And my body just felt like, this is going to be the father of my children. That's literally, <laughs> that's literally the first thing that crossed my, yeah, that crossed through my energy, like very clearly. I didn't share it with him because I thought I should not share this with him because he's going to think I'm crazy. Yeah, if, if, she, <laughs> if you did share that, I'm not sure how the next day would continue. Yes, so. exactly. So those are a few things, mm. how I feel. And... Like, how is that for you? How did you create your vision? For me, I didn't write it down, even though I know the power of writing things down. The word itself written on a paper, processed through the body, yes. But I haven't done it in this way. What I did, I actually, I mean, there's many moments. I remember one of them is I went to Bali, 2017. Uh, and this is the tattoo. I did that moment we'll get to that story but the point is i went to bali i took a month for myself and i had a whole vision of i'm gonna eat slow i'm gonna take time for each bite to chew and i started creating all these little habits so i can slow down and in those that those moments slowing down i actually started to visualize uh, or to feel that person somewhere just to connect to that Maybe some people call it soul soulmate, uh, flame, whatever you want to call it. I just felt I want to connect to you, even though I didn't know it's you. I want to connect to that person within myself and to see also how do I feel when I'm when I'm with that person, and how that feel that of course create a lot of interesting things which I haven't felt before. And in that expression, I realized, hey, this is how I want to relate one day with my partner. This is how mm -hmm. I want to feel with her. Um, to be so in that process my body started feeling that vibration if i was speaking those terms and i feel that that kind of vibration attracts now when i look back reverse engineering all these situations and moments and directions which led me to meet this person that led met me because of that person I met this person that space that country and then i met nicole yeah and that brings us basically to the fourth uh, main thing that we felt was super helpful in making space for a deeply aligned relationship. So the first one was spending time alone. 
The second one was checking your beliefs and see how you can shift them into beliefs that are actually more welcoming of that partner. Uh, and the third one was create your vision and include how you are feeling with that partner. And the fourth one is to follow your resonance or follow your inner voice in each moment. Because mm -hmm. I I think I can also speak for you that we believe that your, your dream lifestyle or your dream self unfolds through following your intuition in each moment to the best of your ability, mm -hmm. right? Following that deeper intelligence that guides you through your intuitive pools, through your um, excitement, through your joy, through following your aliveness. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't actually remember how I came to your photo. Ah, yes. I also went to Bali and I was following Conscious Art Tattoos, which was a, a tattoo shop in Ubud. And I was scrolling regularly that page because I loved the style of tattoos that they were doing. Mm. And I remember seeing a photo of Nemanja, but I only saw the lower part of his face, like his jaw and his like beard and his tattoo on his hands, the spiral tattoo on the hand. And I was like, wow this guy looks kind of sexy and I click on his photo. So, so we actually met on Instagram guys. Mm. Like who would ever think of that? I would never have imagined I would meet my partner on Instagram. Um, but I went to his profile and I saw in your bio that you were teaching Kizomba and African dance. And those were the exact two dances that I wanted to learn back then. So I was like, cool. He's also teaching these dances. So I decided to follow him. Mm -hmm. And as I was scrolling, I was like, oh yeah, I like him, but he also looks a little bit weird. Like you would like have your hair like super wild and do like crazy things on your feet. And I would be like, I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually for a year or so, we didn't even meet yet. Mm -hmm. We would sometimes, you would actually message me. I still have the first message here. Mm -hmm. In the first message you wrote to me, hey, hope you don't mind me writing as I'm not sure we have met before on some dance festival or something. You've been popping out sometimes in my newsfeed and my curiosity tells me to ask. So you followed your curiosity, love. <laughs> and then I said, hey, you passed on my newsfeed as well. No, we have never met. I don't even know how I arrived at one of your pictures. That was a bit of a lie because I actually... Followed the tattoo shop. She was lying. <laughs> Just to note. <laughs> but I did, and I really like your vibe, so I followed you. I feel a wish to dance Kizomba for years now, and I never did. And I saw that you're dancing it, and, ex and it excited me. Mm. So that's what happened. Yeah, it was interesting because I remember I saw this girl like liking... I mean, I didn't have many followers there, so when someone likes my stuff, I check... And I was curious to check her profile specifically. And I went in and I also felt she's a bit weird. <laughs> but I think I had my head shaved at that time, maybe. Yeah, but the, the thing is, and this I can also speak for her, I, I didn't feel any like... Uh... Oh. oh. It's still, it's still working. <laughs> okay, something weird happened in the screen. So yeah, I saw her profile but i actually haven't like felt much like maybe an attraction or something it was not no. not 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 that kind of a entry point to connect but there was something in me calling me to connect with her so yeah i didn't have any ideas or plans i just like okay let me talk to this woman i saw the interest i saw the dark room i was interested in the dark room i saw other things we 
we we would meet in the interest yeah. and we started to talk and it lasted i think for a year a year like long we were sending messages like yeah. every now and then maybe every other month or so not often. and we yeah. we didn't have like strong attraction at all no and then there was a moment where Nemanja wrote me and he said, hey, I'm coming to teach in the Netherlands. Would would you like to join the workshop? I was like, sure. And... Yeah. You? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, we started to chat and it also passed quite some months. And I remember I came to my workshop and I was like, ah, oh, this lady, I remember her. Let me just send her a message. I don't know if she just popped into my space. I don't know how, when, doesn't matter. Because I actually were not, I was not going to go anymore because I signed up for the yeah. workshop. And that evening I was like, oh, I feel actually super tired. I don't mm. feel like going. I'm not going to go. And in that moment, you got this like impulse, like, let me send her a message to see if she's still coming. Yeah. And then when you send me the message, I, I just something inside of me just said, go there. Mm. And I decided to come. And then when our bodies met, it was clear. Yeah, I would just like to tell my part. So, yeah, she said I'm coming. And again, nothing rational or like feeling something, just like an inner calling, a voice. And I remember I was on the stage preparing the music for the class. It was a big room. And I was looking at the stage. On the right was the entrance. And I just, it's a very interesting sensation because I still remember it. I felt someone coming to the room and I felt my whole body wanted to look and I looked and I saw her walking in her with high heels and I don't know there's such a pool and it's it's such a unique feeling I never had in this way and she was walking towards me I just got down the stage and I remember your eyes and your smile and there is such a deep meeting for me, like a heart-soul meeting. And the moment our bodies touched, connected, just, I mean, I can put poetic words into it, but it was really magical for me. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> yeah, and that was the moment, interestingly enough, I also felt that day and that moment, this could be the mother of my children, which I never felt before. Yeah, and we both felt it. We didn't share it right away, yeah. of course. So freak the shit out of each other. <laughs> but there was a there was a res resonance. There was a meeting of, and I feel it was a deep soul meeting. Yeah. Beyond the bodies, and that is indescribable. It just felt. Yeah, and I think the reason why we want to share this story is because it so much shows that when you follow your intuition or your curiosity or your excitement in each moment even when your logical mind says that it doesn't make any sense that actually is the place where magic starts to happen right because we were like reversing the the story and there were so many details on mm -hmm. like coincidences of how actually we came to meet each other that day mm -hmm. that if one of those things would have gone differently we might have not met that day yeah. maybe we would we would have still met in another moment or another way but it was so many things that had to fall in place like yeah if you didn't go to the tattoo shop or if you mm. would have said no to the photo of your tattoo, which you mm. almost did, yeah. or if you would like, or if I would not have come that evening, mm. there's like so many mm. small moments where something inside of us says, yes, do this. Yes. Mm. Ask that. Yes. Go mm. there. Mm. 
Yeah, I like to reverse engineer my life and moments. And even with this tattoo, there were so many things that almost didn't let me come to this place. So first to the Bali, to this, there's so many things that happened in the end, they did happen. And I also know, and I believe there's there's millions of multiverses of different versions of my life and decisions. So maybe there's a version of me which didn't make that decision. Maybe it didn't meet Nicole. But I deeply trust that in this lifetime, this is something that led me with a reason and a purpose to meet her, to meet each other. And I feel it's an opportunity. A universe gave an opportunity to meet. And now we're going to go into it more. How does it look like to also grow that and to, to nourish that? Because it's an opportunity. We have it. So what are we going to do with that? Yeah. We're going to continue. Yeah. Because that leads us to the second part of this episode, where we want to share with you, I think at the moment we have eight things that we feel helped us the most to take care of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And there might be many more, but these are the ones that many popped more, out sure. <laughs> like at, at the first, that, for, that came up the first. Because mm -hmm. um, we kind of needed these things also, because we went in quite intensely, like, even though in the beginning it went slow, it also went fast because within two weeks I took a plane to Estonia where Nemanja was living and I was visiting him immediately. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways it went really slow because in the first two or three months we didn't make like penetrative, we didn't have penetrative sex yet. So we went in that sense really slow. But in other ways we went really fast because within six months we were in a Tantra year training together um within the next year we were in a 30-day diet in the, in the brazilian amazon together so there was a lot of from the beginning there has been a lot of growing together which was mm. both our longing but it was also quite an intense ride right <laughs> yeah how i see it the the decision was also coming from a place of wanting to start a relationship in a different way than the maybe classical way at least i know i've done in the past and the classical ways yeah first three months honeymoon phase a lot of energy a lot of chemistry moving and then later whatever all the steps they come and then arguments and then conflicts you know all these things so the approach we had is from the first moment also nicole initiated a bit of that authentic relating and then other aspects of how can we meet right away from the start in a different way and explore because if we do the same things like we did before actually that doesn't maybe resonate anymore and i remember first time she came to estonia like two weeks after we met we had already a conflict we went to my work my class and we came back home and she was hesitating in the beginning and she shared she felt maybe not fully i don't maybe I'm changing some details like how I was in the workshop, how was, and I was in, in the reality. She felt there was a difference in that. She felt a bit triggered. And I remember she felt resistance and tension in her body. So we were like, okay, what can we do? I remember I was calm. I was like, okay, let me receive her. And we did this. We stand in front of each other standing. I would give resistance to her hands. And she started pushing very strongly, pushing with her whole body. And I was giving her a bit of resistance so she feels it, so she can process it, so I can also understand a bit better. So right away from the start we started doing these kind of practices mm. meeting each other through maybe emotional release thing or whatever that is to meet each other in a different way because we knew if we want to continue 
anyways, we're going to have to do it in some moments. So why not start and yeah. see? It was intense, not easy, but so far, four years later, I see the purpose why we did that. Yeah, we did that quite a bit in our relationship. We like when when there is anger, we either do like some emotional release individually or we I know times where we wrestled I know times where I was challenging you to wrestle me like we yeah we love to do that to really meet whatever is present emotionally through our bodies so that instead of lashing out to each other we like move that energy through our bodies through our breath mm. through our sound and through our movement so that yeah. was actually not in one of the eight but I think it should be in there that we like instead of lashing out emotions to each other we we yeah we move it to our own breath sound movement yeah. and body and that has been really helpful for us and yeah. also it's good to say that we are not perfect so we had also many times maybe where we were lashing out in, at each other yeah. but one of the that was actually the first thing here on the list was conscious communication and we have an agreement there since day one no blaming and no complaining. Mm. No complaining about the other. Yeah. So it's the approach of coming more from love and from longing instead of like yeah. it's you who did that. It's this. And so we are we learned from the start to approach it. Again, one of the approaches we have is to come from that place. Yeah. No blaming, no complaining. Mm. So it's not okay in our relationship for me to say you did this or because of you, I feel like this. Rather, I would say hey, I noticed when you said that, that I feel sadness in my belly, mm. for example. Yeah, and it's true. We have not done that always perfectly. We've failed many times. We've failed many <laughs> times. <laughs> but the the core we have in all this, we know that even if we mess, mess up, we, I deeply trust her. I deeply know her heart and i know also know her well so i know where it comes from and sometimes i know it comes from hurt place so i don't try to judge her judging me and uh, we always try find a way to meet back in love yeah. yeah and i think also with the conscious communication what we've been doing a lot is listening to each other without interrupting mm -hmm. and especially at the beginning in the first few years we would set timers so we would do five minutes yeah, or ten minute shares mm -hmm. And then one can share and the other is just listening and receiving. Yeah, just listening receiving. and receiving. Yeah. And this also has been so beautiful. Eh? Yeah. Like very feeling very received in that. Yeah, it's a simple practice. But I do know even from the beginning when we started to do that in the first month in our calls in Zoom, I never felt such a deep connection with another woman in an intimate relationship. Just because of this part, hey, I actually feel seen, heard, felt not just through the ears but the whole body can feel mm. and to be fully received like this it just cracks open the heart and creates true connection yeah i think that was the focus in the first few months also to really create that true connection so we did a lot of eye gazing mm. we did a lot of like we we did a lot of making love in the first few months but but a lot in the energy right we were a lot connecting energetically and physically mm. but we would go really slow like with actually going into our first full on love making yeah for i'll speak for myself i wanted to approach nicole differently what i named before to approach also sexuality differently because i know myself in the past i would go into that very quickly also i, would, I wanted to approach nicole 
in connection to my heart because I know in the past my sex would be disconnected from the heart. So I wanted to have time to not fo over focus on the penetration, but to really meet her body energetically. And sure, we can be naked and many other things, but we would not go into penetration. That helped me a lot to open up mm. more and to feel her more. And for me, that was a game changer. Yeah. yeah. And then after we were together six months, we went into the Tantra trading and that completely changed changed us as well mm. and they're like i mean we could share so much in this episode but like i i will link uh, a link below this uh, episode um to a post where i will share um the biggest challenge of each year in our relationship and mm. the biggest gift of each year in our relationship and also how we met the challenge because i know there have been some questions around what has been your biggest challenge and how have you been dealing with it so i want to refer to that post for that mm. and also in the next episode we will go a bit deeper into that as well yeah. but let's go to like so conscious communication has been a big one and that also includes honesty and openness so we yeah, as much as we can, we share very openly and mm. honestly about what's a life inside of us and what we're mm. feeling and how we're doing. And Yeah, and expressing emotions, I will name, not destroying emotions at the other, whatever, but like when we use the word consciously, it means with awareness coming from that place because there's a big difference in if you feel whatever you feel just to throw it. Yeah. But there's a structure that can be created so we can actually receive and share that in a beautiful way. Yeah, so there is awareness on the emotions rather than reacting from the emotions yeah. as much as we can. And also there we have been failing many times. We practice. <laughs> so the second one for taking care of the relationship that has been really helpful is to stay curious and present with each other. Mm. Yeah? And what that means is to not make any assumptions or judgment about who the other is. Mm. And I think this happens a lot in relationships that there will be a point where you're assuming that you know your partner, but actually I feel we are changing all the time. Yeah. Like not only us, I feel everyone is changing and evolving all the time, but especially also if you're doing a lot of growth and a lot of deepening inside of yourself and with each other, I feel it's so powerful to meet each other with fresh eyes every day as much as we can. Yeah. I feel this is one of my most important practices and I always give this example of a flower in a garden. I remember in our previous house, there was a beautiful garden, this beautiful luscious flower. So my practice was to enter the garden each day when I go to my office in the garden and to see this flower with fresh eyes instead of just coming on first day like, mm, beautiful, second day, like, oh, beautiful, third day, like, oh, whatever, flower, I've seen it. And I try to bring the same practice into my relationship, into all that I do, because like Nicole says, we work a lot on ourselves, so we change all the time. And even two days ago, I felt like, wow, I actually want to bring more curiosity to get to know her. And I felt also long, hey, uh, and, and curious, like, hey, can you meet me? The curiosity, because I came from a trip and I felt I changed a lot. So there's, there's also like an inner inner part of me is like yeah I changed a lot I would like to actually share that and it's beautiful when the partner wants to get to know you more it's very powerful it creates you more connection and more love mm -hmm. 
And I think for me, what has been really powerful about not, not judging is that when I come from an experience where I have opened or changed or there's like a new part of me coming online, mm. um, first of all, that I don't judge myself for it, but also that um, I feel so much more safe when I can bring this part of me in the relationship if I know that I'm not going to be judged for it. Mm. And also there we've been failing. <laughs> yeah, we were because I mean it's not always easy mm -hmm. because I would, for example, get to know very deeply and something happens in a shift or training, whatever, and then suddenly this new creature comes into the house. And, wow, so how <laughs> like who are you? And there's a curiosity, but also at moments there were this can be fear or confusion what this means now yeah how where are we now in all this so it, it's a transitional period and if there is a curiosity and deep breath and relaxation we can meet even if it's step by step it doesn't need to be right away all together yeah because it needs some like attunement time yeah. right because that's the third one that we feel has been really helpful in our relationship that we both have um like experiences where we grow together so we go together on a plant medicine diet or we go together to a tantra training or together to a temple training mm. but then also we have the growth experiences individually so mm. maybe nemanja goes into a men's retreat i maybe go travel to mexico and go into a dark room by myself mm. um and especially those that we do separate from each other they need the biggest uh mm. like re re retuning to each other and that can sometimes give shakiness because it feels like meeting a new person basically yeah there's it can be scary but again it can be super exciting because you like, yeah hey, i'm meeting someone new and see how the body responds and like wow what's there's i remember even now when i came from the spain from spain from men's retreat she told me like yeah you feel very different yeah. And I asked her, like, what do you feel is different? So she named three things. And that's also good for me to see, because I don't always see from inside out what's happening. Mm. Hey, I changed this, this happened. And then right away, I see it, how it affects everything, how we communicate, how she maybe is more relaxed, more connected to me, or maybe more tense. So we can explore always these topics. And it's an opportunity to meet in a new way. Yeah, yeah. So one other thing that also has been really helpful is that we support each other's passion fully. Mm. And this is so important for me also that like very practically to simple things sometimes even that when I have a call in the evening, you cook for me or when you have a call, I will cook for us, right? So there is this practical support in our household mm. where we are in like supporting each other's passion to blossom mm. but also emotionally and spiritually i feel we are in full support of of embodying our deepest passion mm. and living that to the max yeah yeah the support is a big team especially at least i know these four years in our journey we've been growing our businesses and shifting a lot and then covid began and I feel support was such a big piece to stay center, stay grounded, to stay clear. And we definitely are here for each other very strongly in all that's in the shakiness, in the celebrations. And I feel this is one of the most important pieces for for me in the, in the relationship to feel that support, to feel in the understanding mm -hmm. and to stand beside my partner when she's, you know, she's moving forward or when she falls, like we are in this together. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So one other thing is I think I want to keep this one a bit later. So we shared one, two, three, <laughs> four, five. Yeah. So one other thing that I really love, it's very simple, but very powerful is that every single night before we go to sleep, we share three things that we've been grateful for in that day. Yeah. And it's not allowed to talk about work in that because mm -hmm. we are both like, um, we are both entrepreneurs that work a lot from home. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot of our daytime is filled with conversations about work, is filled with activities around work. So mm -hmm. when we go to bed and we go to sleep, we, uh, yeah, we, we do our best to not bring work into our bedroom, basically, literally. So we share three things that we feel most grateful about. And we have an agreement that we also need to do that when we have an argument. So there are times <laughs> where I would go like, I feel grateful about this, this and this. Good night. <laughs> yeah, those are the moments where actually this practice is very important. Very important. Because it's also an invitation to... Come back, come back to your body, <laughs> come back to your heart without the stories, but also come back to each other. Even if it's shared like this, like, yeah, I feel grateful about this, that, that. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Even when that happens, still, I notice in those moments that there's a... It brings a connection. Yeah, it brings a connection. Even if it's not the, the most awesome connection, maybe it's not about looking at it differently, but still, it's it's a way to still be gra grateful for the day there's always something to be grateful about the day yeah. always even in the worst possible day situations whatever we feel if you look beyond and sometimes i remember nicole would say like i don't feel anything grateful about today i'm like love try <laughs> no I don't know. I try and then she tries and she actually brings and sees and that relaxes me and her and yeah her. and okay. always we have at least one that is also connected to each other or mm -hmm. that i say something is connected to you or to us yeah 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 it's easy to forget what we're grateful about so this is a good really good reminder yeah mm. yeah so we have three more mm. the next one is polarity actually someone had a question about that she said how do you practice polarity in your relationship mm. I start? yeah you okay. start okay well, first of all, polarity topic is a very important topic in my life. It's also something I love and study and, and support others, but also it's because I want to nourish this relationship. I, and this is what Nicole shared. It's very important for me. It's a priority to take care of this being that is also us besides the individual ones. So for polarity, we do many different small things, maybe throughout the day, especially because we work in the same house. It's very important to get it entangled and meshed the work and then it can affect the polarity so you know sometimes we just pass on we just pause and kiss each other we dance this is one of our strongest polarity practices so to speak to bring back that clarity and you know moving together but still she can yeah let go in that sense or maybe go and go into your office and I shake my ass a bit. She can <laughs> so sometimes, which really works well for me. She just comes in, she just sits on my lap without even asking. She just like starts sitting on me. I'm in the middle of work, which is not always practical or good, but but good for polarity. But really good for polarity. She just sits and she just looks at me with her eyes and it's like. So we have these kind of things where I come to her or we dance. We just break yeah. the pattern of going into. I'm in my own little world and it's very, 
I, I would say it, it can be very easy to lose then polarity in this sense. And, yeah. Uh, I think what also really helps is that we work in different spaces. So we don't mm -hmm. sit in the same room working. So mm -hmm. I have my space that I work in during the day and you have your space. And I think that's also very important. like very important. Yeah, because yeah. we spend a lot of time together. We spend a lot of time in the house. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's beautiful to bring attention to uh, to polarity. And I also believe that like when I'm working, I, I have a big masculine energy. So I can really like, I have like this rocket force that goes forward. And mm -hmm. I think what I really love is that when you see I am like too much in my masculine, you also consciously come to invite me for a dance. Mm -hmm. Because when I when I dance with Nemanja, I need to let myself be led by him. And that really helps me to melt back into my feminine and to breathe mm -hmm. out and to feel that I'm held. and. Mm -hmm. It helps me to soften and 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 come back into my feminine. Mm. Yeah, and also a very important piece in overall polarity work, which I I deeply believe in, is to work on my own polarity within myself. So when I can meet more clearly my own masculine, my own feminine, and have an integrated part of that, and the more I notice I work on that, the more I can become also sensitive and sensible, even from the other room. I'm sitting there suddenly poof, there's an awareness of coming to this room and see her and see that she's maybe tense or whatever then invite her for a dance so my own masculine practice to become more sensitive more tuned and also working with my own feminine so when I have a more clear polarity within myself I notice I can create or we can create more polarity between each other and not be so dependent on the one on the one no we come from verticality we come my clarity from within that's how i also perceive yeah polarity. but inside of that i would say that in our relationship i am feminine essence you are masculine essence and we do play with switching that up sometimes so sometimes i go in my masculine you go in your feminine but it doesn't happen a lot mm. but we do play with it sometimes i would say that i'm more in my masculine when i'm working yeah, yeah. and then i really need some conscious conscious time to breathe that out when my work day is finished mm. for example yes yeah yeah it's an interesting dance of of these kind of two elements within us and also to recognize and notice and also learn about it, how the other one functions and operates so i know well how nicole operates i know well when she's in her masking and what's the purpose of that i also know when she's i'll use the terminology maybe like she spends a lot of time in that energy she wants to come back to the feminine but sometimes she cannot maybe do it alone so we are also here to support each other in that it's beautiful to dance and i'm yeah. okay with being my feminine i love my feminine yeah he loves his feminine and you're quite comfortable with it when we met no but like over the years you've become really mm. comfortable with it like to the point where you lead temples also in the men's retreat where you are very comfortable with that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i overall my whole life i've been comfortable with feminine i'm also a dancer and dancing woman is a feminine expression so my feminine is very now also the last four years since we're together different it evolved it changed it grew and i'm very proud of my feminine even though when i was young i was very ashamed of that mm. and i was also afraid will someone else shame me about this so my feminine now is very confident very clear and I know how to express it, and I know she can receive that. So that mm. that creates a even more 
more polarity to yeah. play with. I think so, we could do a whole episode on this, but this episode is kind of a, a summary, <laughs> like a whole like a whole summary of like the, the fundamentals of our relationship or yes. something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the sixth like the last two ones hmm. I actually feel like I want to go into those in the next episode because one of our biggest challenges I would say in the fourth year of our relationship was around the exploration of monogamy and open relating mm. and this has been a and still is in some ways quite a, a sensitive and challenging topic inside of our relationship and these two um, tips that we were going to share are about honor self and honor other, but are also about our, one of our core values. Don't commit to me, but commit to growth and I'll meet you there. Mm. Those are the two that have been tested the most mm. huh, in this. Uh, they have been tested the most mm. in this year. And we felt like we want to do a full episode on that and to share a bit about our exploration because uh, we feel that there's many people asking themselves mm. these questions or exploring this topic of do I want a monogamous relationship? Do I want an open relationship? And I think what was really alive for me in that is that I wanted to have resonance and intuition at the core of our relationship also with intimacy and sexuality. And yeah, that has opened an exploration for us that we have a lot to share about because this, uh, this episode would become way too long but maybe to close these pillars maybe we can share a little bit about something that really helped us in um, in our sex life I just thought about that because we've actually been exploring quite a bit with um, like are we only having sex like on spontaneous moments or are, are we also making sex dates and mm. it's actually has been really helpful for us to have both because we have been times where we would like work with sex dates and then we would have times where we would completely let that go and and just only have spontaneous moments mm. um, but especially because we also have times where we are really busy and there's lots of things happening I feel actually that just saying like that evening we have a date together mm. and that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to have like penetrative sex it can also be that we massage each other or that we do beautiful practices together or that we I don't know whatever wants to happen in that moment but I do feel I wanted to share this one because I do feel it has been really um, supportive mm -hmm. for us to have both so at the moment we do both we have dates together um, in the house we also have dates outside. We also go for dinner and stuff like that <laughs> and do fun things together. But I do feel that this is an, is an important one to have that blend of both. Yeah, because we spoke about polarity and polarity is it's a big field. And what we also do, like she shared, of course, we have dates outside, we go for dinners, but in the house, these parts of like, how can we uh, nourish the intimacy? There's many ways to do that. And sometimes... It's not always a penetrative experience. Sometimes just physically. Sometimes we just meet our bodies in different ways. We do belly to belly. We do this. Maybe we do some practices, which we did more in the past than now. But we also, I feel, I want to also bring this more into our relationship again. And I, I really love the part of having a spontaneous possibility to meet. Maybe it's just I'm walking through the room. She walks and just boom, something happens. 
and I really love the structure more. The masculine approach is like, hey, we have a, this is our night, this is our date, it's a sex date, and many, <laughs> many things can happen, but we usually know what's going to happen. But the important is that for me, I notice it nourishes me. Like, ah, oh, okay, I, I can also, I know we have that schedule. It's going to happen. Because when we say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Sometimes just following the flow or residence or yeah, that the date is going to happen. Because also we had a time where when sex, they started to feel like, oh, now I already know I need to have sex. And it started to have like a reverse effect on me Yeah, where, where I started to feel resistance towards these dates. Yeah. But actually, since we felt like, okay, maybe it's more a connection date. And then there is the possibility to go into sex was much mm. more like, mm. uh, like exciting for me. Yeah, it was a yeah. big shift. Also, a bit of, a, I have to say, a bit mental shift to understand what that is. And it's also created to support us that's the whole point of mm. the day it's, it's for us to meet to to create more love to open up to love yeah so yeah that also definitely created more polarity more love more consistency very important yeah. consistency in that instead of leaving that flower to without water no we want to water that plant yeah yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah we'll share more about the other piece so, in the next episode yeah the next episode we're going to share more about our journey of monogamy versus open relating and all the challenges that have come on our path with that yeah uh -huh. and understanding what actually that is we're going to explain because for us maybe something else for you maybe something else we're going to play and explain what that is for us yeah and how that plays out so and as we haven't recorded this episode yet if you have any questions coming up or curiosities around that you can send those questions in our private messages and we can mm -hmm. see if we can include them in recording the episode sure. amazing so thank you so much for listening and already looking mm -hmm. forward to see each other again next week much love Bye. did you receive any inspiration motivation or powerful breakthroughs by listening to this episode then please share this episode by taking a screenshot and tagging me in your stories at nicole.nima.costeres. I would love to celebrate you, share you in my stories, and it would mean so much to have my work reach more powerful, passionate women like you. Thank you so much and looking forward to see you next week.